you know, this will be this year, 2023 will be the first season for the dream in Europe again in years. And then 2024 will be its its second uh, summer season there. And 2035, maybe we'll see the wish head over there because that's how long it seems to have taken them to transition ships to Europe. Welcome back, everybody, to a very extra special, like Christmas Day episode of the DCL Duo Podcast Live. So for those of you listening at home, you can head over to YouTube when you get to this point in the audio, if you'd like, and come see us live. Got a very special guest with us today, our uh, owner of our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel, Karen. So let's welcome Karen into the show. Hey, Karen. Hello, everybody. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Good morning for us. Good afternoon for you. <laughs> it's itinerary release day. Yay. I feel like we've been on pins and needles for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we all have been waiting. And this is the day where I don't need caffeine. I have such an adrenaline rush. <laughs> I, to be fair, I still have my caffeine. It is in, of course, a, a Disney Starbucks cup. <laughs> but I am I am ready for this discussion today. I have been furiously searching over the last like 20 minutes for holes in the Disney Cruise Line schedule. As everyone knows, I love to find like where there is a missing cruise and speculate about what might fit into one of those holes. Well, hold on. Let's not yeah. give up the dessert no, I know. before the main course I know. here, Sam. Of course, uh, of course. We've got so much to talk about. We have so much to talk about. I thought we should actually sort of, you know, we got to eat our vegetables. So uh, let's start with kind of the mundane here a little bit. And uh, Alaska's back. Yay. <laughs> You know, what's so funny about that is like Alaska is like one of the things like so many people look forward to, right? Everybody loves sailing on to Alaska, really on any cruise line, but especially on Disney Cruise Line. But the Alaska itineraries, there's no big surprises there, I think. I mean, I guess what we can all say is, you know, they're doing a variety of itineraries with inside passage with different days, but that's kind of what they always do. Anything that you noticed in particular, this is all on the Disney Wonder, of course, um, Karen, anything you noticed in the Disney Wonder that looks different than prior years? Everything looks pretty similar. It is kind of the standard bread and butter for Alaska cruises on Disney Cruise Line. And, you know, we have the standard seven night itineraries. We have a few going to Icy Straight Point. And we do have that nine night is coming back July 15th. So I think that's always a fun uh, itinerary because, you know, to get a little bit more time on, on the ship and to go to Victoria, which is an amazing, amazing port. And then there's that five night that's being offered July 24th, which is really just, I think, a teaser. <laughs> Yeah, as honestly, that to me, as much as like, of course, going to Alaska sounds amazing. It's just the five night and only going to Ketchikan and then obviously doing the glacier viewing. It's not I don't know that it's actually a port stop, although maybe there is an excursion. I, I can't really tell from what they've released here for July, that July 24th sailing. But yeah, it seems like I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you want to do a seven or a nine night in Alaska and actually get to go to Juneau, get to go to Icy Strait Point? I mean, it just or, you know, maybe get to go to Skagway. Just 
the five night just seems like too little. It, it, I think it's a teaser. And the only thing that I can think of is that if you can somehow combine it with an Adventures by Disney, the, the ports actually don't line up that well. But if you're already out there, um, <laughs> once we have those Adventures by Disney dates for 2024, maybe there's some way to make that work out. The only thing is you're going back and forth from Vancouver, right? So you'd still have to fly from Vancouver. It would be different. I feel like if it was a one way that ended in Alaska, like you got off in Juneau or Canada, you can exactly and then you could catch an abd that would be fantastic but yeah i think you're yeah it just seems like a not to say that it's a you know it's not a once you're in vancouver it's no longer a cross-country flight but it's still a significant flight to to get up to uh, alaska i mean i know for us it, it, it is from the seattle area that's true. That's true. I guess it does give, you know, those of you in the Pacific Northwest and the Vancouver area just an opportunity for a quick getaway. Yeah. I wonder what I wonder if that's like a long weekend. We did have a comment from someone hoping that they would see a Seattle cruise or two hopefully soon. Disney moved away from Seattle a long time ago, so that's uh not in the cards as of yet. We had heard over the pandemic some efforts to uh, enter a port agreement here in Seattle, but we think that was kind of a stopgap measure that they might try to sail out of Seattle to bring the cruising back. But yeah, a couple of folks too. I just want to say uh, we've got uh, Jessica Sparto watching with us. Uh, enjoy your lunch. Jessica Spatero, I'm sorry. Uh, enjoy your lunch, Jessica. We hope we entertain you here. And uh, of course, our good friend, uh, Chris Dorbeck saying hello. Hey, Chris. And uh, Mercedes Batris, I hope I'm getting that right, saying hello. Hi. And uh, someone on Facebook saying that they were getting ready to watch as much as they can before they head to a work meeting. So we will uh, <laughs> we'll try to get to the dessert as quickly as we can. Yeah. So, uh, so one yeah. thing I just said about the Alaska cruise, that five night, it's not a weekend. It's a Monday. So you have to still take off the week, even if you're in the Pacific Northwest. So. Yeah, not not a that one's probably the one the one disappointing one out of the Alaska selection. But I think we should move on to the wish. Well, let's talk. Europe's up on the screen. So let's oh, talk okay. Europe while we're here. And then we can head up a page where the real fireworks are happening. That's where the dessert is. So um, let's eat our main course and talk about Europe. Always an exciting destination for Disney. Always a pricey destination, but a lot of fun. Yeah. I just want to start by saying I am stoked by some of those Norwegian fjords. Oh, my God. Failings. There's some new ports on there that we didn't stop at when we were there. And I, I'll tell you what, if you get a chance to go to the Norwegian fjords, do it. It's it's amazing. And it's a fabulous substitute if you want to try to do Norway way instead of Alaska. So um, there's quite a few different ports on this list. And we know Disney teased this a few days ago. They actually, you know, sent out this thing that sort of had like longitude and latitude. And it was actually a mishmash. So we weren't sure what they were telling us. Yeah, I could never get any of those to work out to match up to any of these ports, but maybe they'll give us a decoder ring <laughs> now. I think I know which ports they are. And for those of you out there who don't know what we're talking about, the UK, for some reason, Disney's UK Facebook page posted this like cryptic puzzle-like message for folks to try and solve. It was longitudes and latitudes. They're all mismatched. But off of the list, the ones that I am fairly confident were on there kind of jumbled up because I got close to them. Uh, definitely, I'm looking for the... The France departures oh, yeah, the here, but it was right definitely. In the middle of the page. It's these ones. It's one on these these four night cruises. So uh, I think La Corona, uh, Corona, Corona, Spain was on there. Uh, La Rochelle, France was definitely one of the ones I was able to land on, and Zabrugge, Belgium, was definitely one one of the ones I was able to kind of cobble together through the longitudes and latitudes. I didn't get them all. Uh, so yes, I would love to see the uh, the hints or the uh, solutions from Disney Cruise Line if they can post those at and some point. To be fair, happens. Brian is actually a puzzle like master. He he does all these kind of, he does all kinds of like puzzles where you have to decode stuff. I don't do any of that. So it's not surprising to me that he was able to decode some of that. But yeah, 
So these middle, the middle ones that Brian's talking about, if you're looking at our screen right now on the PDF, the Western Europe itineraries, those are, there's a bunch of three and four night and one five night uh, on this list out of Spain and out of France and out of Belgium, or actually, sorry, I shouldn't say out of, they're all actually out of Southampton, England, but they go to Belgium, Spain and France, depending on the itinerary. These are all new as far as I can tell. I mean, all of these ports are ports I can't ever remember seeing on on the list previously. What do you think, Karen? I love these itineraries. I think they're going to be really popular for maybe some of our European friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of extending back when they were doing um, those Disney cruises. What were they called? Vacations, the, the, right? The, the staycation cruises, exactly. Those Disney magic kind of staycations. And, you know, it must have shown that they could, you know, get some demand here. And these are definitely unique ports. And you could do some fun back-to-backs on them and have some sea days and visit some interesting new places. I love the the ports in Spain. And then taking it over to the seven-night Western Europe uh, that that also goes from Barcelona to Southampton that visits some of those ports in Spain and Portugal. I think that's really, really exciting. Oh, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think the Western Europe cruises, particularly the shorter, these shorter itineraries, you're probably, uh, they're probably hoping to get more of that UK market as their target audience for those, as opposed to the longer ones will probably be more of a mix of Americans and um, and maybe Brits as well, but but certainly will be American heavy. I think those UK staycations were incredibly popular for introducing that UK audience. So I, I, I think this is a great balance of let's keep the audience from the US interested or the US and elsewhere interested, but let's also give a nod to our, our friends in the UK who might want to take a shorter sailing kind of, you know, opens up those like Miami style sailings or the dream sailings that we used to get for that audience. I am hoping they replicate this for Australia in the future releases. So there's a little something out there for the people who want to fly all the way over and see more of Australia and New Zealand. And then there's something for the local crowd as well to keep their interest. So I think it's great. I think these itineraries look fabulous. I think anytime you can get to Europe on Disney Cruise Line, it's going to be a lot of fun. I will say it's going to be nice too, because it's the dream, the dreams over there uh, for the European season, which is uh, which is always nice. And uh, some great, it uh, looks like new or, or at least ports they have not been to recently uh, coming onto the list. So yeah, Europe cruises look fantastic. Yeah. And we're looking forward to hearing about folks who are on European sailings this summer, because this is the first time that the the first time in a long time, I should say, that the Disney dream will be over in Europe um, because it's been the magic for many years now. So we'll see. And, you know, this will be this year. 2023 will be the first season for the dream in Europe again in years. And then 2024 will be its its second uh, summer season there. And 2035, maybe we'll see the witch head over there because that's how long it seems to have taken them to transition ships to Europe. So, but for 2024, someone asked which ship was heading over, and it's the dream. It, so, yeah, yeah, it is the dream. And I, I think it's going to be really interesting to hear the feedback about having the larger ship. A part of why I first sailed on Disney Cruise Line was on the Magic in the Mediterranean because it was a smaller ship. So um, it'll be interesting. I mean, definitely the Dream has more amenities and, you know, is more family friendly in some ways for people that are trying to kind of get the best of both worlds for um, taking kids over to Europe. But so we'll see the feedback. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's funny because Europe tends to be the ports tend to be the destination, not the ship. And so pushing the Dream over there starts to make, you know, it's a new ship over there. So it'll be kind of a destination for folks. A couple of comments here coming in. So Sarah 
who we sailed with before is saying uh, the middle package on the wish is fast enough to stream the show. Such a big improvement. <laughs> right. That is as she wild. is on the wish right now. <laughs> and I love hearing that. Watching the DCL duo. How meta. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. We love it. We love Great everything about it. Good work. <laughs> we also have some comments about airfare to Europe being expensive this summer. Airfare is expensive right now, period. Um, I was looking at some flights between Seattle and New York yesterday and just shocked at the prices. Um, so in general, I think airfare is expensive and airfare to Europe is always more expensive than domestic airfare. So for sure, that that's going to probably make some of these itineraries not accessible. But that's why there's lots to talk about sailing out of the United States as well. Yes. So let me... Uh, I got to transition my page here. So I'm going to put us all back together for a second and uh, we can get started with that uh, that discussion. Yeah. Karen, any plans for you to sail over to Europe, you think, in 2024? I am intrigued for sure. The fjords with Iceland is such a pull. (laughs) That is such a pull. I think we would all love that. The other itinerary that I thought was actually really, really cool that my family might love is, let me see, is the Seven Night British Isles that goes to Scotland and Ireland and some other ports in England. So that looks really, really cool. We were looking at British Isles as an Adventures by Disney, but I love also the idea of cruising around in that way. So that might be on our list. We'll have to see. We've been we've been uh, highly considering doing the med. We would love to go back to Norway, but we obviously just did Norway in September. So it we we feel like we probably should do something different. Although the one with Iceland, of course, is a huge draw. But I, I you know, we're going to be checking out those med itineraries and kind of figuring out what we're going to do. Um, but there's a lot to do in summer 2024, uh, including the DCL Duo podcast cruise, which we'll talk about a little bit later after we get through discussion of these itineraries. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the aperitif yes. <laughs> this evening. Folks have called me out for loving my menu, so I'm trying to use the food language here. <laughs> Let's have some dessert now, Sam, because oh man, lots of stuff going on. In the Caribbean, yeah. So let's just start with the wish, though, because the wish is—I haven't seen anything strange on the wish. Let me just put it that way, right? When I when I say anything strange, (laughs) there's lots of strange things on the wish, according to everyone who sails on her. But I I understand what you're saying. As far as itineraries go, I I I haven't been able to go through because there's just so many cruises on the wish. So I haven't been able to look through to see if there's any holes in the schedule. That's actually the one ship I haven't been able to do that for. Well, the the big news, right? I mean, look, let's just take it off the table here. The wish, as far as I can tell is not stopping at Lighthouse Point. Exactly. Correct. So if your desire is to go to Lighthouse Point, you can't do it on the wish. So it's either go on the wish or go to Lighthouse Point. Just putting it out there. Kind of a, that's an interesting decision on Disney's part. I well, think. I think okay. a very intentional decision. There's going to be a lot of excitement about Lighthouse Point. There's still a lot of excitement about the wish and right? they want to spread the love. Exactly. So. I think it's a smart business decision, just as Karen said, basically. I mean, you've got people who are going to want to sail on the wish because they want to see that ship. They want to be on the newest ship in the fleet. Obviously, we know from this itinerary release, the treasure is not going to be out for summer 2024. So the earliest we can hope for with the treasure is fall of 2024 or perhaps winter of 2024, who knows at this point. Yeah, so we're looking at just three and four night Bahamian itineraries 
on the wish, meaning they're just doing Nassau and Castaway Key. They are not going to Lighthouse Point, as Brian pointed out. So that really brings us to, as Brian said, right, the the, the entree. Is that what we're calling this? Um, I, I think we're at the uh, the palate cleanser. Maybe I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the, the like the big news here is Lighthouse Point. Right. And if you want to get to Lighthouse Point, you're either taking a lengthy cruise on the fantasy out of Port Canaveral or much shorter sailings. Uh, on the magic out of Fort Lauderdale, which is going to be the new home for Disney Cruise Line. There are the uh, Port Everglades. They're moving out of Miami. Uh, no Miami cruises on this itinerary release. Not surprising because we know that they had a port agreement entered with Fort Lauderdale like a year or more ago now. So it is time and they are transitioning over to Fort Lauderdale. We'll be interested to hear how that transition goes. I think we should talk about the fantasy first because the fantasy's got the fantasy's mostly got her seven night western eastern caribbean itineraries right flip-flops except for a really lovely 10 night southern caribbean sailing that does stop at both lighthouse point and Castaway Key. So, and yeah. let's not forget, really, the, the piece de resistance might... Well, I don't know. It's a toss-up. What's the piece de resistance? The 10-night Southern Caribbean in late July that goes to Castaway Key and Lighthouse Point or the Lighthouse Point inaugural seven-night that's going to hit Lighthouse Point twice and go to Castaway Key once and have two days at sea. First ever Lighthouse Point double dip. And it's first the first ever, yeah. light, ever Lighthouse Point cruise, right? I mean, it is, it's the first of all the itineraries that are going to go to Lighthouse Point. Am I wrong about that? No, it's crazy. That That, that is really exciting. And, you know, it's going to be one of those things where um, they're, you know, not everything might be fully operational for that visit, but it's, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be on board first, for sure. Well, and we, we should say that uh, I think there are likely to be, and Sam will talk in a minute about some holes we may have spotted in the itinerary list, which would speak to maybe some potential, I don't know if it's media cruises or other things. Like normally Disney will do something, like they do something like this. They'll have a sailing go with some folks from the media or something like that. So I will say that will be the first, much like the maiden voyage was not the first passenger voyage of the wish. I'm, I'm guessing they will have some media and other folks stopping at Lighthouse point in advance on a shorter sailing and totally agree karen we will get to our podcast cruise in a minute but we're not doing the first sailing beyond a maiden voyage i don't know that i want to do a first of anything at disney (laughs) it feels like something's always not quite ready um (laughs) so yes yeah 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 all right well what's next here sam from i mean the other fantasy itineraries seem i I won't say standard they they change around but no new ports on the fantasy except for that 10 night. I don't recall seeing Beyond Lighthouse Point. I don't recall seeing Castria San Lucia before. They have, they have, but it's only on San Lucia has been San Lucia. And I think Dominica has been on there too. It's just, you know, that 10 night itinerary is sometimes an 11 night itinerary. It's sometimes a nine night itinerary. That Southern Caribbean itinerary seems to change every year, right? It's not exactly the same every year. Because as I said, it's sometimes it's a different amount of days. Sometimes it's different ports. They kind of switch up. I mean, sometimes it goes to San Juan. So that's one thing I, I will say. I, I'm not seeing, unless I missed it. San Juan's the five-night Eastern Caribbean uh, magic is sailing from San Juan. Ah, that's what it is. Okay, I was looking for it on the fantasy, and it's not on the fantasy. It's on the magic. That's That must be why I, why I missed it. Yeah, but it's sailing point to point. It's going from San Juan to Fort Lauderdale to start the Fort Lauderdale sailings for the season. I don't exactly. I don't see exactly. any other San Juan stops on these itineraries at the moment. So 
But let's talk about these Bahamian cruises, I suppose. Uh, I mean, look, <laughs> nothing generally inspiring about a Bahamian cruise, except they all now include a stop at Lighthouse Point. And so, you know, and and actually, we've got a double dip on here for the fantasy to even just Castaway Key, which was really sort of super popular. And uh, one on the fantasy that, oh, that's the inaugural sailing that stops twice. And and there is a uh, double dip that goes to Castaway and Lighthouse Point on a five night, a, a several dates of those on the Disney Magic. So if you're down to see Disney's private islands, you've got some good options out there to experience both of them at once, do a little compare and contrast in real time. Uh, but yeah, if you want to get to Lighthouse Point, you're going to need to primarily be on a longer cruise on the fantasy or short sailing on the magic. Yeah, not too short, though. I mean, there's there's one, two, three, four, five night Bahamians on the right hand side. If you're looking in the middle of the page that we've got up in front of us right now, the five night Bahamians from Fort Lauderdale on the magic, there's four of them. And those those all of those stop at both Castaway and Lighthouse. So we'll call that the new double dip, I think, because um, it's it's a little different tri- than the just the Castaway. The triple the tri- dip. Well, I don't know. You can't call it a triple dip because it doesn't stop three times. I'm going to call the Lighthouse Point inaugural that seven night. That's a triple dip. I'll call that because it's got two stops at Lighthouse, once at Castaway. Uh, But yeah, I think we're going to have to figure out new names for double dip um, because it's is a double dip when you go to Castaway twice now or is a double dip when you go to Lighthouse and Castaway? Well, Sam, why don't you put your deerstalker cap on because you played Sherlock Holmes this morning and mapped all of these out and you've said that you've spotted you've spotted some potential holes in the schedule for these ships, which is a little surprising to hear. But yeah, what are you seeing? Okay, so this is the the list. I'm gonna start with the wonder because I, I saw I found two holes in the wonder schedule while while it's doing its Alaska season out of Vancouver. And please, if anybody finds something that I'm missing, correct me if I've got this wrong, but I don't see anything uh, on the calendar for that Alaska season from September 1st through 6th, which is basically a five-night hole. I see a September 6th. I see an August uh, 26th, but there's a missing five nights in the, in between those two. Sam, I think that might be an error because I am looking on actually the booking page and I think that there's some discrepancy. So let me see what I can pull up here. Okay, that's helpful. The other whole... The other hole I noticed, so you can check this one too, is September 13th through 16th, also on The Wonder, which would be a three-night hole. Right. On the booking page, you know, that lists the itineraries and kind of the, you know, teaser pricing coming soon. It does show September 9th through 16th and September 16th through 23rd for the seven-night with Glacier Viewing and Skagway, Juno, and Ketchikan. A hole in the Alaska season would have been very surprising to me unless they needed a quick dry dock for something. So yeah, fair. And I I will say I did this from this PDF sheet because it's almost impossible to do it from the booking pages. And so yeah, so I think it must just be a typo on the PDF. It's great that you caught that though because we can correct it and re repost. So what uh, what else did you see, Sam? The other ones I saw on the Dream, it looked like it was missing. And again, maybe we can look at the booking page to verify. But it was missing a seven night from May eighteenth to twenty fifth. I did 
didn't see anything. So it's basically when the it's right after the crossing. So the transatlantic crossing is May 5th. It would get in on the morning of May 18th. And I didn't see anything on this page again uh, for May 18th. So, you know, it's possible. That is a verified gap from what I can see as well. All right. So there's a seven, once she, right after the crossing and lands in Barcelona, there's a seven night hole in the schedule. So we'll see what that, you know, maybe there will be nothing. Maybe she'll be dark and they'll be doing some work on her. We don't know. Could also be a local media kind of events and stuff since it's the dream's first time into, well, no, the dream's first time into Europe will be this year. So yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Uh, maybe they just figured out they needed, since they ran out of beer on the Norway cruises for us, they need a lot of time to load the kegs on. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting gap though. Maybe will be some kind of dry dock situation out there. Sometimes they also leave gaps because, you know, we, we don't know uh, anything, but sometimes they leave gaps because like DVC is going to be doing a cruise and maybe they haven't announced it yet. So possible. I haven't seen, I don't know if DVC doing a member cruise in Europe, but it's possible. That feels, that feels like a difficult sell out for a ship of that size to exclusively DVC, but those DVC cruises are super popular. So maybe, maybe they got a Europe member cruise coming. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So the other the other two holes that I noticed in the schedule in the magic, which I think are probably the most interesting because they're around the time that Lighthouse Point is going to be, you know, starting. Uh on the magic from June 6th through 9th, which looks like a three-night hole in the schedule to me. And oh nope, it's a lighthouse point preview. Never mind. It's right That's there. A preview it's a preview cruise. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that I wonder if that cruise, so now we see that on the page, the three-night lighthouse point preview. I wonder if they'll reserve a lot of that for media and travel agents to do. It may be because that was another one where they kind of have a warning that not everything might be fully functional yet. Ah, that's a smart way to do it then. Yeah, because a couple of days later, obviously, is when that fa- that fantasy Disney fantasy inaugural Lighthouse Point leaves. And so presumably that means the magic will actually stop at Lighthouse Point before the fantasy, maybe a day or two. That makes sense. But the other... Um, gap I saw and actually and I don't think it's on this sh- this sheet at all and I'm I haven't verified on the booking page so maybe Karen can help me there is the magic from June 14th through 19th there is a five night hole in the schedule and it's interesting cuz the 19th as we have now announced on our Facebook page is the First ever inaugural DCL duo podcast cruise. I got to post Chris's comment because he said DCL <laughs> podcast cruise. It, Chris, if you're still with, if you're still with us, oh, it's happening! It is happening! It's happening! Wait. Yes, so yeah. So but. it's a, our podcast cruise is a three night June nineteenth through twenty second the on the Disney Magic out of Fort Lauderdale, and it will stop at Lighthouse Point. Uh, but the cruise right before that, I should say cruise right before that, the, there's a gap in the schedule right before that, a five night gap, and so we don't know what that is. As Brian said, you know, if there's a gap in the schedule on the Dream, gap in the schedule on the Magic, we could be seeing DVC stuff that hasn't been, you know, decided or announced yet. We could be seeing media type cruises. We don't really know. Could what be a fresh coat of is. paint. We never know, right? Like, right. You know, there's like, right. All we know is there's a hole for that ship and a hole in my heart for that ship. And so um, I only hope it will be filled uh, and Disney will let us know what's going on. So yeah, good, good catches on those, on those gaps. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll learn or hear more. I should, I should pause and say, Karen, is the gap, is that gap showing up on the website? It sure is. That gap is, is valid. We don't see anything 
uh, listed for that date. You know, we've got the DCL Duo podcast cruise for um, the 19th. And I'm thinking that maybe in 2025 or 2026, the gap will be a DCL charter. DCL Duo charter. (laughs) We're taking over a whole ship, guys. (laughs) Let's get the whole ship together. DCL Duo takeover. Maybe they'll let me honk the horn on that one. Maybe. If we could (laughs) fill up a whole ship, I would love that. How cool would that be? If you can dream it, right? Right. (laughs) If you can dream it, you can do it. That's right. Oh my God. I love that. I love that, Karen. I love the way you're thinking. We got to think big, right? You got to think big. Well, let's give give folks out there watching and eventually, you know, hopefully listening here I mean, you know, a couple of folks have commented, when are we going to sail together and when this podcast cruise thing? So let's give, give folks some details there. We're sort of officially announcing the DCL Duo podcast cruise June 19th on the Disney Magic out of Port Everglades or Fort Lauderdale to Lighthouse Point and <coughs> Nassau. And uh, <laughs> we will have lots of stuff, lots of fun on board. And if you are interested in this cruise, Karen, how can folks express that interest over to you because you are handling our, our big group booking? So the uh, there is a form in the DCL Duo group right now that you can put down your information. We are fast and furious finalizing details now that this is all announced. And we will also, you can always reach out to us on mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo. You can also just email me, Karen at mypathunwinding.com and let me know that you're interested in sailing with the DCL duo or that the DCL duo sent you. So again, mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo. Check it out, our link in the group, or just send me an email. And if you want to book that cruise and be on the podcast cruise with us, then please do not get on and book it yourself on Monday. You need to be booking it through Karen's uh, agency, My Path Unwinding Travel, in order to be included in all of our events and to get all of your exclusive swag on board. So um, do it that way whether you're platinum, gold, whatever, it does not matter. Your status does not matter. You will you will be booking it through Karen's group and we will have a reserved block of rooms. But we need to have that information on what kind of, you know, what room type you want and that you, uh, the level of your interest uh, soon because we do have to get that reserved uh, block before booking starts on Monday for platinum cruisers because we don't want them to book up the whole cruise ship and then we don't have anything left for our group, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and we, we, we're still formulating our plans on board, but I can all but guarantee that we will do some kind of live show recording on, on board. Perhaps we wish it was on The Wish based on Sarah Torch's uh, comment that the <laughs> Wi-Fi would be fast enough to actually stream it out to our listeners. Uh, but we will be doing something uh, live on board uh, so folks can uh, ask questions. We can include you in the show. And I'll just put it out there. If you decide to book the Royal Suite, I might be able to like get you in on the uh, you know a DCL Duo sign here. I'm trying to get my finger. There it is. You, you, I, will, I will give you one of those if you book a, a royal suite on board for our podcast cruise. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's our first one ever. We hope it goes really well. And if it does, I, I don't know that we'll do it every year. because uh, We kind of want to go experience some things ourselves, but we will definitely do it again. So hope you'll join us and reach out to, uh, to Karen or use the link that she mentioned. And I'll also include a link in the show notes for the podcast for the audio here uh, if you're interested. So all right. Well, anything that we, you know, one question I always like to ask at the end here, Karen, is uh, from your perspective, how's the pricing looking? The opening day pricing is compared to kind of prior releases and years. Have you looked at that at all? Does it look ex- um, extremely you know, higher? <laughs> I have checked out a little bit of the Disney Magic Cruises going to Lighthouse Point. 
and actually don't see it's a huge jump in price. It's a, it's, it was a very, very modest, like maybe about a hundred dollars or so for two people. So I thought it was a modest jump. I haven't had a chance to look at the pricing for Europe, but I don't expect there'll be a huge jump, but we'll uh, take some time and, and get some feedback on that. Yeah. One thing I think that's really smart of Disney to do is to be sending the magic that's going to be ported out of Port Everglades to Lighthouse Point to generate a lot of excitement uh, about those sailings. Because we know that Miami has sort of always been, you know, the the stepchild of the Disney Cruise family in that that's where discounts and that's where Marvel Day at Sea and other sort of promotions have been offered to generate buzz and to generate bookings out of that port. And now that they're switching over to Port Everglades, they are going to need to do a little bit of promoting that port. And this is a great way to do it. So I think it's super smart. And, and I, I want to it- add that there are some you know great things to do in the Fort Lauderdale area. I think so many Disney cruisers are used to kind of combining a stay at Disney World and then getting on the cruise, maybe doing Universal or SeaWorld. And they might, you know, might find it hard to think, okay, what will I do if I'm going to do a three or four night down in Fort Lauderdale? There are some great places to stay at all different price points, fantastic restaurants, and plenty to do and great beaches. So don't rule it out. And, you know, my pop unwinding, we are, we will help you plan out the whole trip. So and you might be pleasantly surprised at not paying $850 a night at a Disney resort when you're staying There's also quite a lot of good golf in that area. So anyone who's a, a big golfer, there's Palm Beach County has tons of golf courses. It's that sort of uh, culture there. The Everglades are a national park if you're an outdoorsy person. So right. There. Go yeah. do your airboat tour and see some, some, alligators. some gators. Don't yeah. go swimming. Don't go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Not all right. Well, I think we will wrap it up there. Uh, hope this has been fun and informative. We're certainly excited for these itineraries, especially the ones going to Lighthouse Point. And as we said in the show, if you are interested in our podcast cruise on June 19th, uh, reach out to Karen. I will put links in the show notes for how to do that. And uh, we are super excited to start planning this. Hope many of you will join us. We've had a lot of interest, so we hope to see even more interest. Let's take over the whole ship. Let's do it. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll run up the DCL Duo flag. I'll get one mate. So there you go. Um, actually, you know, before we wrap up, I think we forgot to say one thing, which is when you can book these cruises. So if you are a Platinum Castaway Club member, meaning you've sailed Disney Cruise Line at least 10 times, uh, then your booking window opens up on Monday, March 27th, uh, along with Golden Oaks members, which if you're a Golden Oaks member, we'd love to hear from you. We're so interested in talking to someone who lives in Golden Oaks, but you will also open up with the Platinum booking window on Monday, March 27th. That's this upcoming Monday. Gold Castaway Club members, meaning you've sailed with Disney Cruise Line at least five times, uh, your booking window opens up on Tuesday, March 28th. And for Silver Castaway Club members, which are folks who've sailed with Disney at least once. Your booking window will open up on Wednesday, March 29th, along with the Disney Vacation Club and Adventures by Disney Insiders, who also get uh, first dibs on March 29th ahead of the general public who can book these cruises on March 30th. So with that, thanks everyone for watching. We really, really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. See you soon. Bye-bye. Well, a big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. 
please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL duo. Good night.